Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710 IM. Dave Down Home. Let's go. What's on tap on this show? Brought to you by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company. Embrace life. Drink good beer. We've got so much to get to. Actually going to be talking food. More specifically, stadium food during this next hour here on ESPN LA 710. It is the home of world football in Southern California. I want to hear from you about your LAFC and your LA Galaxy. Games that uh, went in different directions over the weekend. LAFC, it's finally here. That long road trip ended in Montreal in emphatic fashion early Saturday morning here. You heard it on ESPN LA 710. My voice has just finally recovered from all the goals scored. Eight total, LAFC trailed 3-1 at halftime after Ignacio Piatti lit him up for a hat-trick in the first 45 minutes. But Montreal's red card in the 31st really hurt him. 30th minute, roughly. And eventually, LAFC came out, got a good, quick Benny Failhaber goal in the second half and really started to light him up, and they win 5-3. LA Galaxy played a very tough match against Atlanta United. LAFC knows all about that. And LA, LA, LA Galaxy had a lot of trouble at home against Atlanta. Atlanta is good. Atlanta is loaded. Atlanta is for real. And the Galaxy had very little answer to what LA, uh, what Atlanta United did to the Galaxy over the weekend. And Atlanta got a deserved 2-0 victory. There were some issues with the Galaxy I want to talk about. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Get involved. I want to talk to you about that. We're going to be discussing MLS. We're going to discuss the Champions League semifinals. Happened over the last couple of days. Some amazing results in that. What I tell you about Liverpool-Roma, that there could be about 14 or 15 goals scored, didn't I say, in those two legs? And I thought it could end up 8-7 somewhere. Well, we're in line for that, potentially. Liverpool, never have I seen a team win 5-2 where you at the end of the game you're like, man, this could have been so much better. That first leg for the Reds, they were up 5-0. But Roma will not die, and they get two road goals. Look, Liverpool's in control, it seems, certainly. But remember, we said the same thing with Roma and, oh yeah, Barcelona in the quarterfinals. So Liverpool, how good do they feel when it was 5-0? Yeah, you bet. Unbelievably so. And then yet... You give up those two road goals. You crack the door open just a bit for the Italian side. Just the slightest bit. Liverpool still look a good bet to make that final. The other semi was played earlier today on, on Wednesday. And the thing that amazes me about Real Madrid is this. Bayern Munich is very good. We know this, right? Tough matchup. Bayern Munich played well. Bayern Munich thought Bayern Munich played well. Bayern Munich players thought they had really dominated not dominated that's a little harsh but really deserved but Real Madrid wins 2-1 on the road I mean come on Real Madrid is just so tough in these knockout tournaments we saw it we saw it in the Club World Cup after they won the Champions League last year they go to the Club World Cup in December and don't really play that well Oh, by the way, everybody will tell you, oh, they weren't really trying that. Bull, I watched those games. Cristiano Ronaldo and his team were working their guts out in that Club World Cup and were getting really some good results once they finally figured the teams out. But man, they were tight games. And all I mean by that is no matter how bad Real Madrid might look like they're playing, it's not, 
They're so good. They get results. Zidane just does it. He just really pushes the right buttons in the Champions League. CONCACAF Champions League. Oh, by the way, the final going on. Chivas got an early goal. Toronto got one back. Chivas still in in control, really, at 3-2 on aggregate. But, boy, that's going to heat up in the second half. I want to get to this Galaxy stuff. Siggy Schmid kind of showing a little bit of frustration, I think, after that Atlanta United game. You know, it was on Twitter, and I'm not sitting here trying to spread rumors too much. But, yes, I am. It's Chisme, right? It's soccer Chisme. Football Chisme here. Alert, alert to the great producer Mario Reyes. Mario, we got some football Chisme, possibly. There was a little bit of rumblings on Twitter that, Siggy Schmidt could be in the hot seat already with LA Galaxy. Now I don't know where that's coming from in the sense of how they're hearing that. I that seems very reactionary to me this early, especially when you're still trying to incorporate a Zlatan type personality. You know, that's just too early, it seems. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Galaxy fan, what are you thinking right now? Because it's it's been a very up and down start. Certainly you have the high of what Zlatan did to LAFC in that second half. You've got the high of you know continuing with a good goal against Chicago. So it's not like Zlatan's struggling. He's got three goals already. So that's good. You got him really off to a good start. But the team is up and down. Injuries, Gio Dos Santos. Now Jonathan missed out you know, with a, a training injury right before the game in warm-ups. It's been a tough ride. What do you make of all this? Siggy's frustrated that Ola Kamara really is not getting going. Not that he's frustrated at Ola Kamara. Kamara's doing everything he can, and Kamara's actually sacrificing for the team. That's not what Siggy's frustrated about. It's more like he has to do that, and he's frustrated that he can't really reward, in a sense, or, or Ola's not really getting enough of a reward for all his hard work. It's a tough situation, and it's kind of an interesting situation. Remember we talked about it. Because LAFC is coming into play, no matter what LAFC had done, they were going to get a lot of the spotlight. Galaxy come, come from behind and beat LAFC in the first LA Derby, El Trafico. That was big for the Galaxy, certainly. Bigger win for the Galaxy than it was a loss for LAFC, frankly. But we talked about going into the season how this was a watershed type of season for LA Galaxy as a franchise. And there have been some good moments, no doubt. And there have been some ugh, not so good moments. But it's been very up and down. Okay, that's fine. After your worst season ever, you'd have to expect you're not just going to come out and blow the doors off of everyone. This league has gotten so much better that it's not even funny. So it's not like you can just assume you're just going to, hey, we signed Zlatan, we're going to go 34-0-0. No, that's not going to happen, of course. Going to be some up and downs. How do you feel, though? I am still kind of trepidatious when it comes to what the future holds here. I'm not sure that maybe the fans didn't have too high of expectations, right? I'm not saying that the Galaxy can't make the playoffs. The Galaxy are not a team that's at the top of MLS yet in terms of talent, still. Unless, and hear me out, this is where the Galaxy fans are going to get frustrated with me, baby. Unless you can get Gio Dos Santos going, and I mean going. And everybody will be like, oh, come on. this He's not done when it comes to wearing a Galaxy jersey and the things he can do. I know Siggy's frustrated. Gio Dos Santos is too talented. Don't give up. For one thing, he's here. You're paying him big money. His brother's here. You're paying him big money. You cannot give up on that yet. They are both too talented. And this team is not really 
gotten going in terms of all the injuries. Alessandrini missing a lot of time. You know what I'm talking about. You know the, the situation. Don't give up yet on all that. This team's got a lot of talent on the roster. And, oh, by the way, if you just throw in the Zlatan factor, of course, too, look out, right? Don't be getting down about the LA Galaxy in April. Long way to go. 877-710-ESPN. You want to hit me up with your thoughts on Twitter instead. It's at Talk Soccer. You can follow me on Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm, spelled like my name. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm here on ESPN LA 710. We're having a good time as we do each and every week on the home of world football here in Southern California. Appreciate that. Coming up, don't go anywhere. LAFC midfielder Benny Failhaber will be joining me as our guest here on Soccer Weekly. LAFC impressed. No question. We'll talk with the, more with Benny about that six-game road trip as they get ready for that first home game Sunday against Seattle at Bank of California Stadium. And, oh, man, does that place look beautiful. The great producer of this show, Mario, and I went over there for a little culinary tour. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in the show as well. But we got Benny Failhauer, LAFC midfielder, joining us next. It's Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to the home of world football and LAFC here in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. It is Soccer Weekly, steely-voiced radio man, and we are the home of world football here in Southern California. Dave Denholm and you hanging out on ESPN LA 710, the ESPN app. Don't forget, you can check out the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies if you hate the show. Tell your friends if you love it. To go to iTunes, go to all your podcatchers and search Soccer Weekly. Subscribe, rate, and review. I would really appreciate that. It helps grow the show in podcast form, and that thing is blowing up. Thank you so much to everybody who's done that, and it continues to support us here at ESPN LA 710. I really appreciate that. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Your thoughts on the Champions League semifinals? Liverpool off to a great start, although they cracked the door open, did Roma. And then there's Real Madrid, the machine. Not to say they're through to the final yet. Certainly Bayern Munich is plenty good enough. But losing 2-1 at home if you're Bayern, when you did play well. Like, that's the thing. That's how good Real Madrid is. Even when they don't play fantastic or they don't, you know, destroy another team, they still get it done. They just play so well in these situations. It's unbelievable. 877-710-3776. 877-710-ESPN. You want to hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts? At Talk Soccer on Twitter as well. Talking about LAFC and what they did in this road trip has been nothing short of phenomenal, really. And look, you want to win six out of six, no doubt. But to go out and take four wins from six and to recover the way they did after a couple of those tough losses, very impressive. One of the big pieces of that, certainly in the midfield for LAFC, joins us right now. You've heard him here before, and we appreciate his time. It's Benny Failhaber. Benny, thanks so much for joining us again, man. Four wins from six, dude. That That's a great start. It really is. What are your thoughts on how you guys have performed, especially kind of the roller coaster that it's been so far, if you will? Yeah, that's we've had a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, it's been... It's been a good ride. Obviously, we're very excited to be back with our, our fans and our, our home, our new home. Um, but we knew, excuse me, that the first six games were going to be tough and we needed to get something positive from it. And, uh, I mean, I'll echo the, the, uh, the statement from, from Carlos where it was definitely, I think, more than anybody really expected. It's not easy to win in, in, on the road in this league. And uh, as an expansion team, there's a lot of players 
on our team that have never played before in MLS and don't know exactly what to expect. And I think everybody's done, you know, a, a wonderful job in, in coming with 12 points out of uh, six road games is in unbelievable uh, achievement yeah it really is Benny and it, look a lot of work to do certainly a lot of things to clean up no doubt but what I've been impressed with is the fact that you know you had your style coming out it looked like you're going to the four four two, and I know these things are fluid and, and the way you guys but then the, the the adaptability of a team that hasn't been together that long with the coaching staff and you guys then to go perform in the three four three in a whole different look and it makes it so tough for the opponents Talk a little bit about how you guys adapted so well to changing it up so quickly, and you needed to change it up, quite frankly. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously after the the, the loss uh, in Atlanta, um, we felt like we, you know, obviously we made a lot of mistakes in that game, and, and at, towards the end of the game we kind of let the game get out of hand. Um, but we, we thought that we wanted to make sure that we locked down some of the aspects that weren't as good, and Obviously, giving up five goals is never good. So, uh, you know, you start with, with the back. And yeah. so we were able to play uh, three very good center backs back there against Vancouver. Um, we, we all talked about it as a team. We had team meetings. We had player meetings about how, you know, how we wanted to defend and how we wanted to have the right attitude and mentality. And uh, sometimes it's not only about the formation that you play. It's about, you know, how you go about it. And uh, I think that... Um, you know, we, we showed a lot of resolve in that game after giving up five to be able to get a shutout in a tough place like Vancouver. Um, and then, you know, and then we, we keep the same sort of system for, yeah. for the Montreal game, but it doesn't go as, uh, as we would have hoped, you know, in the first 45 minutes. And so, um, just like we did in Salt Lake, we kind of had to battle back. And this one was a bigger hole that we dug ourselves <laughs> into. But, you know, to, 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 to see the amount of, chances that we can create when we're losing when it's much more difficult because the other team has players behind the ball and making it tough uh you know for, for us to create in the offensive third uh it's it's something that's very very uh positive and uh, we were able to create a lot we were able to put pressure on them we we were able to you know get a red card uh on their team that made it more difficult for them to defend with only 10 uh, and, uh, you know, we just kind of pushed in the second half and finally we're able to kind of break through a lot of the mistakes that we made in the first half. But, you know, sometimes you have to overcome mistakes. You're not going to be perfect every game. And, and we know that we are a, a capable team of coming back from difficult situations and getting results. Yeah, that's impressive, too. Benny, you know in MLS, I mean, you can find yourself down 3-1 and you can just let that thing get away from you. I don't care if you're playing against 10 men. Montreal didn't know what hit them. And Benny Failharbor was a huge part of that. He's an LAFC midfielder joining us now. Benny, you're fine in the back of the net, which is great, and I'll tell you why. My biggest pet peeve, pet peeve in American soccer over the last 30 years, frankly, is we believe defensive midfielders should destroy all offense, including our own, most of the time. And I get so frustrated that with, with that, Benny, and I know you do too, because whether you know it or not, I mean, that's your style is to, to play box-to-box. Box. It's to do everything, even if you quote-unquote are called a defensive midfielder at times or whatever. attack. It doesn't matter. I think that it's so crucial that you and Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony K playing next to Benny in that midfield, you guys can do it all. Like, you're getting up and down the pitch, and you're supporting Rossi and Vela and, of course, Marcos, Marco Arrhenia up there. How important is that to you as a player, Benny, to make sure you're in, you know, on both sides of the ball really getting it done? Yeah, well, I think, um, first off, I, I think that, you know, Mark has done a fantastic job um, in the midfield with me. I, I, it's not his primary position. He yeah. has played there, you know, too many times, and it's his first 
uh, go around in MLS. So for him to come in and, and, and have the performances that he's had, I think it's been, you know, nothing short of phenomenal. And so he's made my job easier. Uh, and, and so I've been able to kind of pick my moments when I'm able to get in the box. Obviously, um, from my perspective, I've always been uh, a little bit more of an offensive-sided player than uh, defensive. So when I'm put into that position, I know my responsibilities and I know the things that I have to do and i got to cover for guys that you know have the technical ability in front of me to, to create. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to pick my, my moments to try and get into the box and, and be dangerous, and I think that's important because teams are going to, you know, they're, they're going to try and take out, you know, Carlos Vela or yeah. Marco Reina or Diego Rossi or Latif Blessing. And so there's got to be moments in games where I've got to be dangerous, where Mark Anthony has to be dangerous. Sometimes our outside backs have to be dangerous. And so I think that we have that kind of mentality on our team where other, other players can kind of, you know, come in and, 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 and pick a moment and be dangerous on the offensive side where then maybe we score or maybe people start thinking about us too and it opens up some possibilities for our guys at the top. Absolutely. We're talking LAFC midfielder Benny Failhaber. His team has won four out of the six that they started with on the road. We'll get to the fact that they're getting home finally on Sunday. One last thing, Benny, you mentioned him. It's a guy like Latif Blessing who comes in expecting to start and does indeed start. Then all of a sudden, just with the switch of formations and finds himself on the bench, how nice is it to see him get rewarded with a goal after coming off the bench in that Montreal game to seal things? You know, a guy who's willing to do that and doesn't make a big deal about it. In fact, still works just as hard in practice and everything. At least he gets rewarded with a goal after coming off the bench in that Montreal game. Yeah, that's that's very true, and I think that's that's fantastic. I will say though that I, I wish that ball had just you know gone right through uh, Evan Bush's leg so that Marco can get his first goal because he's, I know he's deserved it for, for more than a few games now, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see Latif come in and, and be an influence in the game. Obviously, he helped us you know, change that game around in the second half. And even if you go back to you know, the Vancouver game, he yeah. comes in. I, I think it might have already been 2 nothing, but he helps us kill that game yep. off. You know? and he's, he's a guy that we all know can be very dangerous as a, as a starting player and, and, and create opportunities for us and, and create havoc for the other team. But um, if, if we can have him off the bench sometimes as well, he comes in with that energy and he's always ready to play. Um, it's it's something that no team wants to see, you know, uh, playing against them. Benny, you are moving into the new stadium finally. It is here. It goes quick, but it has been a long time, a long road trip. Let's put aside the actual game for a minute so you can kind of just give me an idea of the stadium in your view. You know, you still got to go out and win games, of course. Nothing's going to be given to you this because it's a home game. But more importantly, just kind of step back as a soccer player who's really helped build the sport in this country to see this incredible cathedral to the sport. I know it seems like a cliche. I couldn't believe my eyes the first time I went in there, Benny. How, what are your thoughts about the actual stadium and playing there? Yeah, it's it's hard to describe because you feel like any adjective that you put out there is just not enough True. to yeah. you know, really describe what, what, what that stadium is all about. And so, um, you know, I, I used amazing to describe it. It's, it's, I feel like it's um, as close as I can get to, you know, Unde- how indescribable, indescribable it is. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to see just how far, you know, soccer football has come in, in, in this country. Um, you know, putting up stadiums like this where it's fitting, you know, 22,500 people inside the, you know, the, the heart of Los Angeles, right, right in downtown and, um, and, and how, and you see the, the passion that the fans have for a team that 
is six games old and, and they've been around for, you know, longer than them, than, than the players have been around. So it's, it's pretty special and it's going to be a, an awesome environment to play in front of those guys. And, and, and it's, I think we've put a lot of pressure on ourselves of winning four out of six on the road. <laughs> I know. But uh, hopefully we can uh, we can give those fans and everybody in L.A. three points on Sunday. Yeah, I told uh, Mario, my producer, if he doesn't see me back from halftime, it's, I'm probably waiting in the pool in the Sunset Club there. It's so beautiful, <laughs> i got to tell you. Yeah. I'm sure you're not going to be able to enjoy those things yet until your career is over several years from now. But you, you got that to look forward to, too. Benny Failhaber is an LAFC midfielder. And he's helping lead this team to four wins from six as they get ready for Seattle. And oh, by the way, LAFC fan, that's, this is not the Seattle that we saw on opening day either. The LAFC got a great win up there, no question. But Seattle's really starting to play well, So, and Benny knows that. Benny, good luck on Sunday. Thanks so much for taking the time, brother. Appreciate it, man. All right, thanks, Dave, uh, for having me on. You bet. Benny Failhaber, LAFC midfielder. Soccer Weekly is presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. Thanks so much to Benny, and the work he's doing in the midfield has been incredible. He also wanted to praise Mark Anthony Kay, and rightfully so. Those two have been absolutely crucial to giving the freedom to Diego Rossi, to, to Carlos Vela, to Latif Blessing, to Marco Arena to really get involved and really dig into the offense for LAFC. Because let's face it, you don't win games unless you score goals in this league. And it's getting harder and harder to win games without scoring a lot of goals in MLS. And LAFC has been able to do that four out of six times. It has been, has been crucial, without a doubt. Hey, we've got a great giveaway. We, we did it last week. We're going to do it again. We're celebrating LFC's home opener. We've got an exclusive event coming up Friday, right? The home opener Sunday. We've got a big event here at ESPN LA 710. We're really promoting on Friday, April 27th. Your only way to get into this event coming up Friday is to win now. It's Here's the details. We're broadcasting with the morning show. All the guys you hear all the time. Key, LZ, George, the morning show is going to be there Friday morning doing their show from Bank of California Stadium. They're going to have giveaways and prizes, special guests. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there for a little while, too. I'm not a special guest, but I'm going to be there. Your chance to get a VIP tour of the new Bank of California Stadium before it opens on that opener on Sunday is Friday morning. If you can win tickets right now, be the first of three callers. First three callers at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. 3776 right now. The great producer Mario Reese is waiting for you at that number, and you can win tickets to this event on Friday. Live broadcast with the morning show. I'll be there. We'll be giving the VIP tour of the stadium. If you haven't seen the stadium yet, now is your opportunity to get over there on Friday. This is how you can win. Give us a call 877 710 ESPN 877 710 3776. The first three callers are going to get tickets to that event coming up Friday morning. We're going to have a great time. I can promise you that. Thanks so much for calling in. Mario will be ready with you there. We might just have more of those to give away later, Mario. Yep, I'm getting a heads up. If you don't win this time, keep listening. No question. That that was a great interview with Benny Failhaber. Always appreciate that. We've got black and gold breakdown to get to. We're talking stadium food. The stuff you're going to actually be able to buy at Bank of California Stadium to enjoy the LAFC games even more than what's on the pitch. That's coming up next. Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. ESPN LA 710, home of world football. Dave Denholm and you hanging out. Too much fun. We are having too much fun. Thanks again to Benny Failhaber, LAFC midfielder. Another great interview with him. And speaking of LAFC, 
It's time for Black and Gold Breakdown here on ESPN LA 710. One, two, three, breakdown! It's the Black and Gold Breakdown. Breakdown. Break it down like this! Right now. Indeed. Too much fun today for me and producer Mario Reyes as we went over to Bank of California Stadium for basically a culinary experience, they were calling it. Actually, you know what? I should have prepped a little bit better. Let me get the book out of my bag here. This is a bad radio bit since you can't see this. They actually printed up a... Literally a 2018 dining guide at Bank of California Stadium using the hashtag EatLAFC. Mario Rees on his social media, Instagram and Twitter and all that, had some good stuff. I tried to put out some stuff, which is in up to his level, but we had some great time. They did it like a whole tour of all the dining options, and then we, we feasted, frankly. And if you know me for more than two minutes, you know I... Don't happen to hate food. Let's just put it that way. That'll be the nice <laughs> that was a tough day at work today, wasn't it, Dave? Hey, Mario, thanks for joining me here. We went out, took some pictures. We tried everything, Mario. They had samples of everything that's going to be available. What were your first thoughts? We took the tour, Mario. What are you, what are you thinking about in terms of, look, this is a big part of going to sporting events now. It's the food. It's the culinary issue. Oh, yeah. They got, they got the traditional food. You know, they got the hot dogs. Sure. They got the nachos. They got, uh, you know, all the traditional stuff, the stadium, uh, the concession stands yep. have but then they also got the the beer belly they got the duck fat fries oh, oh they got the Killing. seal sausage beer belly is so big in la too that was one of the things they did they wanted to bring in some local vendors you know not just do the generic all the way around and what, what i mean by generic is not generic legends the company legends is actually handling all the food service Mario, one of the best items we had was from their rotisserie chicken thing. That oh, that was amazing. So, like, you're thinking, oh, they're bringing in all these great names in L.A. food. Guess what? Legends is standing up right with them, too. So even if you go to a place that's not necessarily some name like Bloodsoes, which is unbelievable barbecue and beer belly, as Mario said, soul sausage, holy cow. Mario, it was like trying to pick between your favorite child, right? Another yeah, I couldn't favorite. pick one. You can't pick one. No. But, you know, realistically, every parent that has more than, like, two kids, they kind of have the slightest of favorite children, even if they can't admit they it. They can't admit it, but they do. They can't admit yeah. it, of course. They're, they're decent human beings. They're not going to. They love all their children with their whole heart. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I got to say, Soul Sausage, just the slightest bit better for me than any other one in the sense of what I like in terms of, yeah, I love I loved what they were offering, the pork sausage, the, the spicy chicken. Everything else was fabulous, too. Make no mistake. My favorite was the Blood Cells barbecue. Oh, that was amazing. The brisket sandwich. The Chica's tacos, which are hot downtown, too. They got that going in in two different locations. Look, we, it, this sounds like an advertisement. It's not because that's how much I enjoyed it, frankly. And, and, and more importantly, it's a big part of going to sporting events now. This is a new stadium. They got to live up to what a lot of people in sports are doing now, which is really bringing cutting-edge stuff to the ballparks, whether it's Major League Baseball You've got reporters out there. That's their job now is to cover food at stadiums. And it is a big part of going and experiencing a game. So if it was going to be, you know, a bad experience, look, dude, it's it's hard to go watch a team play for a lot of fans nowadays in sports. Remember, there's a lot of business going on at, at events. It's hard to go watch the Dodgers lose on an August night if the food is terrible too, right? So that's just my humble opinion. Yeah, I mean, let's get to uh, – actually, we talked to a few people there who are really involved with it. The first one is Benny Tran. This is a very interesting thing that's going on, Mario, which was one of the things that stood out when they were talking to us, in fact. It is the actually the ability in terms of paying. You know, you go into a game, 
And it, it's the ease of that because, remember, in soccer, we all know, we love the beautiful game, you got 45 minutes of action, then you got about a 15-minute break. No and time for lines. you got to go to the restroom, line in there potentially. you got to hit the food after that, make sure you get a snack before another hardcore 45 you don't want to miss. We talked with Benny about that, and they're, they're going to try to make this as easy as possible. I love what he had to say. Here's Benny Tran, the SVP of Development and Strategy for L.A. Football Club. Definitely. I think well, from the very beginning, we wanted to make sure that this was the best customer experience, fan experience um, at all sports, and see if we can achieve that. And in terms of starting with one, looking at the mobile phone. Everyone has a mobile phone. Everyone will be having a mobile phone. And how do we utilize that to the, best, the highest potential to actually engage people and also have them use it to really engage the stadium? So we thought through basically the whole um, fan journey or the customer journey in our building. So first, mobile-first strategy with SeatGeek. Put your tickets digitally on your phone. And we have a great system partnership with SkiData where there's turnstiles that you just scan, it turns green, and you walk through. And it may seem a little odd at first, but it's all about efficiency, um, and that's much more efficiency and less errors in terms of human error to get people in the door um, and also reduce fraud. So that was what we were focused on from there. And then getting to the food, right? It's all about long lines, waiting in line for a long time. Soccer is very important. You go, you know, people crush this concessions there before the game. Then they go focus on the game, which we want the fans to do. It's all about the game. At halftime, we want to get out people to eat our food as fast as possible so to enable that when we work with appetize to program every single terminal point of sale with apple pay android pay samsung pay available for quick transactions and quick processing in addition to that we have a full venue app that will have uh, direct payments you can load your credit card on it and then you can pay for it directly your credit card via qr code so those are the kind of elements that we incorporate in the fan experience um, and you know look our fans are going to be young. Our fans are in L.A., and the, this market here, um, I think, is very mobile-based. So it's we're looking for now, and we're looking at the future of what we can do to really service our customers come to this building. That's Benny Tran of LAFC. And what I thought about that, Mario, that actually really struck me is loading up your card right, or your phone, like money on your phone before you go to the game. Then you're on a budget, right? We Which is know, smart. You know, sometimes you get a little crazy when you go out. Yeah. You might you load it up. And then you say, that's what I'm spending at the game. That's it. Right? And at least it keeps you on that budget, too, which is good. And I love the fact he didn't, he didn't answer it in this one. We talked a little bit more. He wanted to remind us about the, the hotspots. The Wi-Fi there is going to be off the hook. Like, you are going to be hooked up everywhere you go in that stadium. And I think it's some. LAFC guest. You just log right on, and boom, you're on. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, boy, it works very well in terms of, like, putting the stuff out on social media. We were trying to do all day. Never have an issue with it, frankly, when I'm at the stadium. So that's good, too. That's a huge part. Let's face it. Sharing all the pics on social. I mean, it's a big part of the experience now. It is at Dodger games. It is at Laker games. It is at Clipman. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's going to be that way at Galaxy Games, at StubHub throughout the years. And also, and, you know, quite frankly, LAFCs, uh, they, they're going to be second and none when it comes to that in terms of Wi-Fi at the stadium, which I love as well. We also got a chance to talk to the executive chef who works at Legends. That's the one that's going to have the, more of the concession stands. They're responsible for it. And his name is Matt Eland. Good Cleveland boy like me. That was nice to hear. Yeah, you guys That's, hit it off yeah, right I away. No problem with that. Came <laughs> up, uh, after Mario and I had tried everything and loved every last bit of it. Frankly, we ate way too much. I did. I, I'll be honest with you, but that's my, you know, that's my mo. Who are we kidding? That's my strength on the pitch, right? I can't run anymore. I ran a six two forty my whole life. I can eat. I can eat with anyone. 
including you, Joey Chestnut, wherever you are. But I can eat with anybody, so I overate, which is great. But then I had a chance to ask Executive Chef Matt, Executive Chef Matt Elin about like what went into actually making this menu up and, and make sure they make the right choices for the food at Bank of California Stadium. You know, somebody said this to me this morning, and I think it expresses it better than I could, is, you know, when you come to the stadium, it's like an opportunity to walk around L.A., and all the items that you would normally have to drive and get all over town, which we all, all know is not the easiest, you have all right here. So I think, um, I don't know if that was our strategy when we started out, but certainly as we saw it develop, that's that's where we are. It, it encompasses the city, encompasses our neighborhood, and uh, represents you know the, the team and the stadium as well. That's Matt Eland. He is the executive chef who's uh, responsible, works for Legends, which is the company that's responsible for what's going on food-wise at Bank of California Stadium. Mario, one final thought here on Black and Gold Breakdown. Thumbs up for the food at uh, at Bank of California Stadium? Oh, no doubt. Of course. thumbs up for me, yeah. I'm with you there. No question about it. That's good stuff there on Black and Gold Breakdown. Hey, uh, time now for the health report. Health report on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by L.A. Care, as the nation's largest community-inspired health plan L.A. Care is elevating health care in the City of Angels. L.A. Care for all of L.A. LACare.org. Still looking like a pretty good bill of health for LAFC, right? Joao Matinho was questionable with that quad strain. He did miss uh, the last couple of games. One of them was for the red card, then got the quad strain, and unfortunately, he's still questionable. Luis Lopez, the goalkeeper, has that, that tibial stress fracture. That's a long-term injury. We don't know exactly how long, but that's that's still going to be a while Certainly, Tyler Miller has you know made no made no uh, you know like effort to lose the job. I should say like he's, he's certainly done nothing to lose the gig anyway. So Tyler Miller's the starter there for the Galaxy. Speaking of which, uh, obviously uh, the questionable of Gio Dos Santos. Then you had Jonathan with that calf strain right before the game, as we mentioned earlier in the show. So that one, not sure. He's still kind of questionable. I don't, the Galaxy are getting healthier and healthier every day, as are LAFC. LAFC is actually been pretty healthy the last few weeks which is a good sign now for seattle the opponent for lafc coming up on sunday the first game at bank of california stadium they've got some injury issues victor rodriguez still uh, questionable Waylon francis but these have been longer term things anyway where it, it's not necessarily that seattle is hasn't been able to live without them in a sense they've gotten used to it unfortunately these injuries not to say they're good or anything you don't want these kind of but they've gotten used to they're playing better so the injuries aren't going to be that huge of a factor, I don't think, for the weekend games for all the teams here. So that's the uh, L.A. Care injury report here on ESPN L.A. 710. we got to take a quick one. It's stoppage time still to come. we got so much more to get to here on Soccer Weekly. I am Dave at home, and you are listening to ESPN L.A. 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN L.A. 710. I am Dave at home, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. Oh, man, this CONCACAF Champions League final is living up to all the hype between Toronto going down to Estadio Akron and taking on Chivas Guadalajara here. Ah, I just cannot stand the goats, but, man, you got to respect them, what they're doing. Almeida's been this dynamite as a manager. Oh, what a finish to the CONCACAF Champions League. If you're not watching MLS and Liga Amekis and the CONCACAF Champions League, shame on you. So much good stuff. Hey, We've got more to give away here. We're celebrating LAFC's home opener with an exclusive event on Friday here. Brought to you by ESPN LA 710 and LAFC. Your only way into this event on Friday, we got that big opener on Sunday, right? You want a chance to, to get a VIP tour of the Bank of California Stadium before it opens on Sunday? You can come to our event on Friday. The way to get in is to win tickets right now for this event Friday. Live broadcast with a morning show. LZ, Key, George. 
Raj, I'll be there for a while as well. Mario will be there. You can meet us as well. We'll shake hands. We'll take a picture. Giveaways, prizes, other special guests, and the VIP tour of the new Bank of California Stadium, which is magnificent. Remember, this is Friday before it even opens to the public. Here's how you can get a chance to go to this event on Friday. Call right now. That's it. First two people in at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Be the first, one of the first two. You'll get a pair of tickets into this event Friday. Friday morning, April 27th at Bank of California Stadium. You'll get that VIP tour before anybody else sees it. You're going to love that. 877-710-ESPN. First two people to call in, you win those tickets to that event Friday with the, the morning show. I'll be there. Mario will be there. Everybody will be there. Call right now, 877-710-3776. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. This show is blowing up. Look, this show has been great each and every week. I want to thank you for your support. I mean that sincerely. Soccer is growing here in Southern California because of us. It's already one of the top 10 soccer markets in the world. Now it's people who don't even know much about the beautiful game who actually tell me that they love Soccer Weekly. They love all the fan interaction. The podcast is blowing up. Go to iTunes. Go to all your podcatchers. Search for Soccer Weekly. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Tell me how you feel. I can take it if you don't love everything. That's fine. I would appreciate the five-star only if you mean it. That's fine, too. I know a lot of people love the show, and I appreciate that. But we really do appreciate your support. Getting a lot of calls in. We do have probably the two winners here. I think, yeah, we've got plenty. So thanks so much for calling in and checking out that. It is time now. And stay, stay, stay right there. We haven't picked the two yet, the first two that got in. So don't go anywhere if you're on the phone lines. Stoppage time is now. It's, the favorite, it's our favorite time of the show right here. This is where I go from host to analyst. It's time for stoppage time. Brought to you by Puente Hill Chevy. Find new roads at Puente Hill Chevy off the 60 freeway in the city of industry. San Gabriel Valley Chevy store. Say habla espanol. I become analyst and the host of stoppage time takes over. He is Mario Rees. Mario, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. Just a little still full kind of, you know, from yeah. that, uh, from <laughs> all that food. Winners? I want to make sure the winners stay on the line here. We're going nuts with the phones. Are we good with that? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Now, so uh, Toronto superstar uh, Sebastian Javinko is eager to start his talks regarding his new contract, but Toronto FC doesn't really think this is the right time. He said, Sebastian says, for them, that's not a problem, but for me, it kind of is. I want to know my future. I have a family. I'm 31 years old. For what I did for the city, I believe I deserve it. No? Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Well, look, I understand where he's coming from. It, this isn't one of those things where nobody's right, nobody's wrong, in a sense. He's getting a little older, Mario. Slowing down just a little bit. Now, he's still a class individual. You should have seen the goal he scored. I mean, my goodness, he's still, really, realistically, throughout the Champions League, he's been the best, best player in the tournament. So, he is at a top level. I make no mistake. But I don't really want to, you know, I don't know what he's asking for in terms of years, Mario. I don't know that I'm ready to give a guy like him four years or anything like that. But if they can work out a deal for another year or two, I got no problem with that. And I don't know. Maybe Toronto's thinking they're going in a different direction after this. I, I find that hard to believe. I think they got to be able to get something done for the, a year or two. But I don't I don't want to give him a five-year deal or anything like that. Excuse me. I'm not even saying he's asking for that. Well, he says he wants to be there forever. He said, and if if not, then I have to think about other options. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't blame him. I, like I said, there's no right or wrong on this either side because there are concerns about that. 
you know, you don't want to give a guy a five-year deal and he starts slowing down in this league. You can't afford to be wrong on your designated players, Mario. We talk about it all the time in Major League Soccer. Now, he hasn't been wrong. He's been one of the best of all time. But I'm sorry. It's a cold ice in your veins business, right? He knows that. And here's the thing. There are soccer players that are great all over the world you can bring in to replace him if you have to. That's the concern. Now, again, I'm not trying to be cold-blooded. Jovinko's been so good. I want to see him with Toronto. I just don't know if they can afford, you know, like the five-year deal for If they can work out something for two or less, get it done. Dave, with all these promo picks that I'm seeing as we get closer and closer to the World Cup, I'm getting really excited. But every time I get excited... I also get a little bit sad oh, yeah. because we're not in it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take it, Dave. I know, dude. It, it's the bottom line. It, you know, it's it's going to hit you all the time. It's going to hit you worse when we get closer. Then it's going to really just tattoo us right between the eyes when the first kickoff goes in the World Cup. Right? We're going to right. see. You know, we're going to see them running around out there in Russia. Russia's going to be playing that first. I'm going to just be a mess. And yet, I have to watch every second, Mario. I love it. I'm not going to miss it. But I want to, you know, this is the weirdest feeling. I want the World Cup to get over as fast as possible once it starts. And I want to watch every second of it. But I want it to be over so I can start looking for when we can be back in it. That's pretty crazy to say from a soccer lover like you to say you want it to be over as quick as possible. I'm going to enjoy every second. So I really, once we get there, I really won't want it to end. But I do. I want it to end now <laughs> so I can already start looking forward to 22 so we can get back. That's It's just so frustrating that way, Mario. It is. It's so tough. It is. And you but know, I can't wait for it. I know. But it hurts. It does. It's, it's such a dichotomy. Like, yeah. you don't know what – I can't – I'm, like, torn, literally torn, that I can't enjoy it as much as we could. This hurts so bad. We can't allow this. That's the bottom line. We as a soccer nation, if you just love the World Cup only once every four – like, if you only love soccer once every four years, like a lot of people do, that's fine. But you also are responsible, you who watch the World Cup only. We have to be responsible to make sure this doesn't happen again to soccer in America. We cannot allow this to ever happen again. We cannot afford to miss it. Now, it's not going to kill the sport like people predict. No, that's absurd, utterly absurd. That was never going to happen and never will happen. We are here to stay. Don't get me wrong. And you know that as a listener to this show. We can't allow it to happen, though. We have to be more diligent. What did I say when I talked about Bruce Arena and Jurgen Klinsmann, you know, beefing back and forth on who's more at fault, that kind of garbage? What did we say, Mario? Everybody's at fault, including us. I'm at fault for the U.S. not making it because I tried my best to keep everybody motivated to pay attention to this stuff and to make people care enough that people would have to pay with their jobs if they weren't doing a good enough job, and it didn't matter. We're all at fault. And I'm going on a rant about that. We all are responsible to make sure this does not. I don't want these feelings ever again. We can't afford it. I hated the fact that I didn't watch the draw. But I couldn't. It was too painful. And that draw is a beautiful thing when that World Cup draw happens. I get up like it's Christmas morning for an 8-year-old. Every time the World Cup draw happens, because it always usually, well, I shouldn't say always, usually happens in a time zone that keeps it early in the Pacific, right, here where we're at based in Los Angeles. Like, I get up early, like, and I'm still in my, like, footy pajamas waiting for the World Cup draw. I'm so excited. Like, it's wor- like it's Christmas morning for the first time, and yet I couldn't even enjoy that. So it is, it's a bittersweet one. It's a great question from the great Mario Reese. Stop it, Chime. That is a Stop it, Chime, brought to you by Puente Ho, Puente Ho Chevy. Thanks so much, everybody, 
for joining us. We appreciate you. We appreciate the people called in to win the giveaway. Michael Funches, thanks to you. Thanks to Mario Ruiz. I'm Dave Denholm, and you have been listening to really the home of world football here in Southern California. We say it all the time. Thank you so much. This is ESPN LA 710.